Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make we're back. The Gulf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G and Will Perry. And Will, our featured golf course of the month, Grand, Grand Cypress. Cypress. You're go- you guys are going to love bombing those drives out there. I mean, you can hit it all over the map. Uh, on the new out- course. We love that new course. Watch out for those bunkers, though. They're sneaky. So we've got a chance for, for you guys to win a foursome um, at the new course during the month of September. Go to our Facebook page, like and comment on that post. And tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next week, we'll announce the winner uh, for that foursome. So stay tuned in into that and check us out on Twitter as well at The Golf Insiders. All right. And we're going to waste no more time. We're going to go to uh, someone we haven't had on the program in a while He's a busy guy, and when you hear his accent, uh, you'll know why, because he covers two really important guys out there on tour who happen to now be in the top five in the FedEx Cup standings, both Jason Day and Adam Scott. Ben Everill, staff writer for the PGA Tour and longtime reporter for the Australian Associated Press, on the line from Los Angeles. Hey, Ben. Well, I'm actually over at Crooked Stick. Oh. Yes, I am on the line and ready to ru- ready to rumble. Oh, even uh, just finishing up the pro am here, and the, the you know the boys, the seventy or sixty nine that'll be playing, are, are ready to get this third leg going. Oh, fantastic! What's the weather like out there, Ben? It's beautiful. It's kind of warm as it is at this time of year. There's a little bit of breeze around, um, but no issues. We we do expect potentially some some rain in the next couple of days, but hopefully we can dodge it and, and get in a good. A good, good tournament here in Indiana. Well, let's zero in on your uh, on your boys, Jason Day. Um, kidding earlier that um, you know he was already getting some uh, ribbing about you know not not having the best of years, which I find so funny. Uh, we have amnesia after a couple of weeks if he isn't winning a tournament, but he's he's lost a little bit with his driver. Can can you fill us in? What's going on? Yeah, look, he's basically in the midst of uh, the worst. Uh, driving uh, year of his career, just over 50% driving accuracy this season. Uh, that's by far the worst of his time ever on tour. And, you know, he's been struggling particularly since the US Open where he, he basically snapped or cracked the head off the, the driver he'd been using during that big run last year and hasn't just quite been able to dial it in since. Uh, some weeks getting as little as 35% in, in driving accuracy. So He's just put in a new shaft today, guys, and he thinks that that might make the difference. He's going out tomorrow with with an updated shaft in his driver's setup, so he's hoping to hit a few more fairways and, and make more birdies from that. It's it's interesting, isn't it, when you consider, you know, they've got the tour vans out there and these guys, you know, just get any type of equipment they need. But when you break a favorite driver, it, you know, it's not easy to replace that baby. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They're like children, aren't they? They're like your kids, and you get the confidence with them. You don't have to think. I mean, we all remember how well he was driving it uh, during that massive stretch of wins last year. Uh, even on the range this morning, Jordan Speed had a bit of fun uh, imitating what, what Jason Day was like during that PGA Championship last year, and basically he wound up, smashed the drive, and immediately picked up a tee within one second, 
saying that that's how confident Jason was every time he hit the driver. Uh, now this year it hasn't quite been that way. Um, and he's still contending, obviously, and won three times. But uh, that's with 50% of fairways and 35% of Barclays when he was just a shot or two shots out of the lead there. So, you know, maybe if he does just hit one, two, three or four more in the week, he could be right up there again. It just goes, goes to really show how fickle confidence can really be, doesn't it? I mean, Rory wasn't putting well Thursday, Friday. Then Saturday, Sunday, all of a sudden, he's making everything. It could happen with Jason Day as well, just as well as maybe any other player out there. Yeah, the mental game is certainly a big part of this, isn't it? And that's the same for all amateurs out there. Uh, when we're not feeling quite as confident, we start thinking about swing thoughts and more about where we shouldn't miss. And then we end up hitting it there, don't we? And I think it's the same right through the game. Uh, these guys just need to feel that comfort level, that, that confidence in everything they do. And when they're just acting on impulse and do that, they play amazing golf that we get to see. And, and when they second-guess themselves, that's when those mistakes start to creep in. Ben, there was a little incident with a car accident uh, at the Deutsche Bank. A- everyone okay, uh, Ellie and the kids? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ellie was just pulling their their car out of where their uh, RV was uh, nearby to the, the course there at TPC Boston and a lot of sort of buses and cars are flying through that intersection or that area and I guess weren't expecting a car to pull out uh, where she was. Now, she pulled out and a bus uh, saw her too late and basically clipped the back corner of the car spinning it around. Um, the two kids were in the car as was her friend and, and nanny so uh, they were lucky that no one was really harmed. Ellie had a little bit of whiplash but uh, nothing to sort of uh, really write home about and as I said thankfully everyone was okay and um, Jason sort of rushed off after his first round because he'd just been told that they'd been in an accident but didn't really know the extent of it so you can imagine he was a little uh, frightened for a little while but everything's okay as I said. Well that's good to know. Uh, Adam Scott of course playing very well earlier in the year in the Florida swing notching a couple of victories cooled off a little bit and now his uh, you know, crept his way into the top five as well. Tell us where uh, Adam's game is and how, how you think he's trending. You know what? I think Adam Scott is a very good chance this week, guys. Uh, I watched out. He went out with his early pro-am group today. And I had him at about five under on his own ball today. And I know it's a pro-am, and I know they don't really take it as serious and, and whatnot, but he has been trending in the right direction. He obviously was close at the Barclays, had a great final round, matched Rory's final round at the Deutsche Bank to move up to fourth spot there. Uh, I think he's just getting things going at the right time. And between him and Rory, I think we might have a bit of a shootout uh, this week here in Indiana. So um, keep an eye on him. He's very keen to add the, the FedEx Cup to his list of career achievements. Had a good chance a couple of years ago when he was in the top five at Eastlake. And un- unfortunately for him, got really sick after a, a good first round or good, uh, first two rounds and barely got to the golf course in round three. And and wasn't able to sort of keep that going. So he's still burning a little bit from that. And I think he's quietly confident that he's not really amongst all the big names in terms of who people are talking about to win this thing. He's, he's sort of the quiet giant, you know, but definitely you know um, that he wants to be in that mix. Let's talk about his putting because we know he's one of the guys that's been affected by the anchor ban. And, you know, you talked about the Barclays, but he missed a short one on 18 on Sunday that, you know, just was a head-scratcher. And I just wonder sometimes what, you know, creeps in there, and especially under pressure, you know, is there is he confident? Where's where's his putting at? 
He is a bit like Rory in that sense. When when things are going his way, he, he puts great, and of course he, he plays well then because he hits it so well off the tee, and, and his long irons are uh, by far the best in the game. Uh, his strokes gained approach on approach is at, uh, at least a shot better than anyone else on tour, uh, which is quite significant. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That, that putter, it's it's all in his head really. If he if he gets it going, he's okay. And when it's not though, it's diabolical. And and that miss you talked about on the 18th at Barclays was. It was more than a head scratcher. It was. Um, it reminded me actually of a couple of years ago at St Andrews when he was in the mix on Sunday, coming down the stretch and had what can't have been more than a foot putt to, to clean up a par and missed that and ended up sort of tumbling out of the top ten uh, as the guys made went down the stretch there. Just it's in his game. He needs to get rid of it if he can. Uh, but as I said, his confidence is at a good spot. If he keeps hitting them close enough, if he misses a few five footers. That's okay when you've got 12 five-footers for birdie and you make six of them. No no doubt about it. So we, we know certainly there's, a, you know, your Aussie bias is probably stacked here a little bit. But if you're going to pick somebody out of your uh, two guys from the homeland, who else do you have your eyes on, especially this week at Crooked Stick? Yeah, well, if I can't go for, for those two, as I said, I, I really think Rory's trending well. And the only other two Aussies that are here, uh, this week are Mark Leishman and, and Aaron Badley. They're both well down the list in 67th and 70th. Um, I'd love to see those guys get the top three they need uh, to get to East Lake, but um, not sure that that will happen, especially since Mark Leishman's battling a back injury. Um, you know, I just think you know trending in the right direction is Adam Scott. Obviously, Rory coming off hot hot performance, and he won here four years ago. He's got to be the prohibitive favourite. Uh, and another one to keep an eye on is Paul Casey. Obviously. Uh, lost to Rory last week, but if we remember back to a couple of years ago when uh, Billy Horschel fell just short at the uh, Deutsche Bank and then went win-win to win it all. So perhaps there's a loan in there for Paul Casey as well. Very well said. Ben Everell from PGATour.com. So great to have you on. We hope to have you on again soon. Thanks, Ben, so much for your time. No problems. Anytime. All righty. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9. More golf talk. Stay with us.